0: morning liberty well what is going on all of our liberty loving friends welcome back to another fantastic episode of the good morning liberty podcast on this monday here live in nashville tennessee i'm one of the hosts here charles chuck thompson with me as always the one who knows just about everything there is to know but he doesn't know everything yet Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: What's up, everyone? Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Charlie. I appreciate that. Every day, I'm bringing the heat. Yeah, just I, slapping the heat, slapping the heat
0: on, just like your base. <laughs> you, like,
1: to, you slap when you slap heat. Is it like up here, like your air, used, your air heat is up here? Used to be. Okay, but your normal is normal, down here. Yeah, yeah. yeah but when I got I'm you. really bringing the okay. fire, all right.
0: But I bring the fire most days. Yeah. You know, there's there's a few days I don't, but most days. I'm lighting the candle. Well, we got that means. <laughs> I don't even know what any of that <laughs> so, means at all. It's just a bunch of fugazi for
1: <laughs> So this is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to, which is pretty much every single day of the week. So you want to make sure that you smash that subscribe button. My, it's like screen. we enjoy doing this or something. Yeah, I yeah. do like it. Yeah, because we don't have to do it. We don't have no to. No one's making us. It put, it makes me in a better mood. It does. Oddly enough, because we don't exactly talk about a lot of amazing things every day. It's just you have to get stuff off your chest. You do. Yeah. yeah. It helps. I don't talk a whole lot, which, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm pretty well known as someone who does not talk very much at all. Right. And this right here, like, you would never, ever hear me in front of a group of people talking about things. You would never hear me just go out and start up a conversation. I generally will hide in the corner. That's what I do, That's Yeah. (laughs) Charlie goes out. Right. You know, he could be a door to door salesman somewhere. And Nate comes up and he's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? (laughs) Hey, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll go away. You're right. My bad. You know, sorry.
0: Some folks would call that timid.
1: Yeah. uh, Timid.
0: You're really just kind of... uh... A little more of an introvert,
1: really. A little. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a little bit. Anyway, I don't know what that has to do with subscribing, but 96% of the time, people subscribe every single time. So you want to make sure that you are inside of that group. Don't be part of the whore percent. We don't like those people, and mm-hmm. they have a lot of changes to make in their lives, mainly. It's honestly, that, they're never invited back. No. If yeah. you are part of that, then leave right now. Mm-hmm. Just get out. We don't want to talk to you. Listen, I'm kidding, you can hang out, it's fine, but hit subscribe, hit follow, because we got a new show every single day of the week. And just so you guys know, every day that you guys listen to us is on the biggest day that we've had as a podcast, which is cool. We came in today with the most amount of plays that we've ever had on a previous episode. And that's always really cool to see something growing that much. We came in today with the most amount of listeners that we've ever had as a podcast. So it is really cool to continue on that trend line for sure. So it's still time to go long on the good morning, Liberty podcast, Get in while all hot. which I, th- <laughs> I'm making that promo code right now, by the way, because for some reason, it's excuse not me, here. Uh, Are you okay. I don't know what
0: happened, uh, you know, but uh, I think that warrants a discussion since we have so many new people, it kind of warrants a discussion of like, what does life, liberty and the pursuit of meaning even mean? Like, what does that mean? And, Really, like what we talk about mostly on the show has a lot to do with economics and, and political policy, uh, but that all centers around uh, two, two really important things, your rights and then your responsibilities with those rights, because it's not just enough to have freedom. It's not just enough to have freedom of speech. It's not just enough to have, you know, freedom to possess a weapon. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. You also have to take personal responsibility. And that means taking control of your life, regardless of what the situation is. So we talk about, uh, you know, culture and our political situations and how we want to make them better by moving more towards liberty and removing government from the situation. However, there's an also an, an antidote, let's say, to all of that, all of the things that are outside of our, con- our control, as much as we're trying to change them um they're very difficult to to change as you guys can tell because we just keep heading closer and closer to the socialist hellhole utopia <laughs> um but as much as we want to change those things and i think the the liberty movement is moving in a really 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 good direction uh there's still things that you can do inside of our current situation it, rather than just complain about things and so to us that's really important that's why we added instead of pursuing happiness because happiness is a is a fleeting feeling that can go away on a whim you know as as Jordan Peterson would put it like when your dad dies you're not happy right <clears throat> yeah. so how do you, how do you get through life knowing that tragedy is lurking around the corner and it all has to do with personal responsibility and pursuing something meaningful that even when you don't feel like it even when you're having a bad day, even when your dad dies or your, is your dad. Okay. By the way, he's yeah. He's still alive right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is. He does have some diseases, but he's good right now. Um, but it, in any case, like when tragedy does strike, what can get you through that? Um, and that's, that's living a meaningful life. So we talk about all of this encompassing together. And so for all of you that are new out here, Uh, We really appreciate you joining. So if you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend. And we're going to dive into some, uh, I guess there's still a pandemic going on. So maybe we should talk about it. Yeah.
1: We haven't talked about it. So coronavirus is still going on. I don't know if you guys heard in the news, but it is still happening right now. But there's a little bit of good news today. And so we want to start off with a little bit of good news. Now, this is actually coming out of London, and it's fine. If there's a vaccine, I'll take it wherever i can get it i mean you first i'm not just going to jump in and put the needle you're going to inject yourself with that microchip yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a big needle (laughs) let me tell you what so anyway the covid 19 vaccine prompts immune response and early tests coming out of oxford university oxford university is going to be important for an interview that we have coming up later this week by the way so scientists at oxford university say their experimental coronavirus vaccine has been shown in an early trial to prompt a protective immune response in hundreds of people who got the shot. That's what you want What's from a the vaccine.
0: Wh- is there a, a, a ticker symbol?
1: I, no, or I looked as soon as I-
0: Oxford University? <laughs> uh, no.
1: So I looked, there is a company that's making it. They're saying Oxford University, but there is a company that is making this and their stock was up at at 5.30 this morning when I looked at my news, it was up about 350% in in the morning already in five minutes yeah and just yeah uh, yeah, immediately uh but it's not traded on the u.s stock market so no no good there bummer so british researchers first began testing this vaccine in april and about a thousand people half of whom got the experimental vaccine such early trials are designed to evaluate safety and see what kind of immune response was provoked but can't tell if the vaccine truly protects In research published Monday in the journal Lancet, scientists say they found their experimental COVID-19 vaccine produced a dual immune response in people aged 18 to 55, so if you're old, you're still screwed, that lasted at least two months after they were immunized. They said, we are seeing good immune response in almost everybody, said Dr. Adrian Hill, director of the Jenner Institute at Oxford University. What this vaccine does particularly well is trigger both arms of the immune system, he said. So both not just one of your arms is going to be safe. Both of your arms are going to be fine. And that's what we look for. Um, I don't know about your legs or anything else, but that's a start at least. Yeah. You know?
0: As long as you got two
1: arms in the fight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> be, way better than one arm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So the number. Now, what was, about people who only have one arm? Um, duh, it's even more protective, I hear, for that one. Mm, nice. The whole thing, nice. top to bottom. Right. So. That's pretty good. And the number I saw earlier was <clears throat> about 76% of people developed a positive response from it. They had, um, you know, antibodies or whatever it was fighting it off. Their immune system was fighting it off. Uh, so that's a good thing. As far as I can tell, that's good news. Mm. And now, listen, it's not coming out of the US. Gilead did not make this or whoever did, but I don't care. And so that's fine. Since the good news is, since it's coming out of London, I assume it will be free for all 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah or cause... they're just greedy, terrible people. Exactly. I would assume. Yeah. So even better news. Everyone can look to get this vaccine for free because <laughs> if it is not free, then they are a evil, terrible capitalist system. So right. eh. and we should shame them. We shame. Shame. Pull, Yeah. Pull on, on the blinds. Shame. Pull down the blinds on. On London. So anyway, that's good news. I like it. Um, It's always good to have, you know, something positive to talk about, I guess. Uh, But Charlie, something not so good is what's coming out of Kentucky. Now, one of our patrons, one of our Patreon supporters posted this in the private group. Coming out of Kentucky. I believe Alex posted this, if I'm not mistaken. Coming out of Hardin County, Kentucky. Close to home. Close to home. They tried to recruit my brother when he
0: was in high school. I know. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Which is illegal, by the way. Yeah, like, but they they sure did, and my mom should have taken it. I still, where are you at, Cheryl? She watching today? You should have taken that. We could go back in time and change one thing. Um, my brother, who happens to be seven foot, maybe he's six eleven. This could be another tall gate situation.
1: Does the lime run but run this, in the
0: family? My younger brother makes me look like a normal person. He really does. Yeah. And uh, you know I'm 215 centimeters tall, and he <laughs> makes me look normal. So that's pretty cool. All right, this always reminds me of Donnie Baker for some reason. <laughs> Couple forced to wear ankle monitors to self isolate after Kentucky woman test positive for COVID 19. Coming out of Hardin County, which by the way is about what what would you say 45 minutes to an hour from where we
1: grew yeah, up in something like that small yeah.
0: town Southern Illinois. Donnie Baker has this skit where he talks about not getting his ankle monitor wet. <laughs> He's like, I couldn't chase her down. Cause I didn't want to get my ankle monitor wet. <laughs> a Kentucky couple has been forced to wear ankle monitors and not get them wet. After a woman who tested positive for COVID-19 refused to sign health department documents that would limit her travel without permission. Elizabeth Linsett, Linscott got tested for COVID-19 as a precaution before going precaution. To f- as a precaution before caution as a precaution (laughs) before going to visit family in Michigan last Saturday. This TV news station reported she tested positive, but does not have any symptoms. The Hardin County Health Department sent her documents that needed her signature limiting her from traveling anywhere unless she called them first. She said she refused to sign the documents because of how they were worded, not because she refused to quarantine. Quote, my part was is if I have to go to the ER, if I have to go to the hospital, I'm not going to wait to get the approval to go, Lynn Scott told the TV station. Days later, authorities arrive to their home and place ankle monitors on her and her husband. They go uh they go off if either goes more than two hundred feet from their home. Good lord. Wow. <laughs> That's
1: it's insane.
0: Nothing to see here, folks. That's it's, insane.
1: Yeah. Nothing. I mean, if you were to go, to go down the list of all the other things that you get ankle monitors for and and then, you know, I don't know what you get ankle monitors for. You know, there's all kinds of different crimes, well, a lot of stuff that shouldn't be crimes and, and some that should, I guess. Clearly for uh, COVID-19. you do. But I mean, this is next level. Putting an ankle monitor on someone and and tracking whether or not they leave their house. Like, that's crazy. Can't go more than 200 feet. That's totally crazy. Man. Now, how do they get groceries? I thought you were still allowed to go to the grocery store. It's a good thing Amazon and all these other services exist. What would we be doing? How would we be literally locking people in their houses if we didn't have those services? You know, what would we do? This is by far the craziest thing I've, I've read. <laughs> so far about COVID. Right.
0: Literal ankle monitors. I mean... And so this is what we talked about. And everyone was, of course, was like, oh, you're just a bunch of conspiracy theorists. But it's like the problem is, is when you give the government the power to do the certain things is that they'll take that and they'll take it as far as they possibly can go until they meet resistance. Yeah. And they're not going to meet any resistance with this at all. In fact, <clears throat> we were reading stories about how neighbors were turning other neighbors in. And mm-hmm. you wonder how things like the Holocaust happened. How were the gulags built in the Soviet Union and people sent there? It was because people were telling on other people. Yeah. And they weren't telling the truth. Now I'm not saying ankle monitors lead to prison camps. That's not what I'm saying, but it is a slope that happens to be slippery, like a slip inside.
1: You're, you're building the slip and slide and you're putting it on a slope and you're putting it on a slope. And one of the first steps is before you get on the slip and slide, you have to have your ankle monitor on and this right. one can get wet.
0: And this, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. It, this has one's to, okay. it
0: has to get wet. It has to, but this just shows you that government will do basically anything at once with impunity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this by far is insane. Absolutely insane. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, what does the live group have to say?
1: Yeah, let, let me know Magoo what you guys think. He says that he
0: would cut his foot off and tell him to stick it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to click on this video because I accidentally went away from the thing. I might get some sound. Yep, I got some sound.
0: Also, Maurice said see. that the ankle monitor, uh, sorry, he said the sheriff needs to be voted out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. yeah, let us know what you guys think. I can't get the chat to load, so whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just said how any? large is their GoFundMe? Do they have a GoFundMe site? <laughs> I'm up? sure they do. I'm yeah. sure they do. So, anyway, this is a little crazy if you want a little bit of Epstein news. This is, this is let's let the conspiracy theories roll. He right still now. didn't kill himself, by the way. Didn't kill himself. We all know that. So, this is coming from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. Federal judges' son and husband were shot at home. The judge was assigned to the Epstein Deutsche Bank case just last week. Isn't that interesting? I don't know if there are really any coincidences that are that big, but let's see what old Ben had to say about it. Man, I, I,
0: by the way, real quick, I I was reading this uh, the screenshot post on Facebook. It was like fifty pictures of all these people who were connected to the Clintons that killed that were that have been killed. Yeah, and I'll, you read some of them, and you're just like, it has to be true.
1: I know. There, there's I, no I, way I don't know how many of those eat. are true. I've seen that around, and I don't, you know.
0: Well, like the guy who shot himself in the back of the head twice and was ruled as a suicide. Yeah. That
1: seems suspicious. (laughs) That
0: one for sure. And then you have all these people that like they die in mysterious, uh, like one was a car wreck, but like witnesses say that the looked like an explosion. You just don't see cars blowing up. Not you know, that doesn't happen. No. So never had that problem. Very interesting things. I, you know, I enjoy some conspiracies. I tend to, uh, definitely take them with a grain of salt. But part of me is like, what if it's true?
1: Well, yeah, I've always, I, I've always had the idea that basically any, cons- I mean, what do we make these movies based off of somebody's fantasy? Any conspiracy theory that I hear? Um, my general consensus is that it's very possible, very possible, but that I don't have any evidence personally about it. And anything that I hear has been gathered by other people that probably have some type of motive behind whatever it is that they're saying, whether it's a documentary about something, whatever it is, someone is trying to get a certain idea across in some kind of way. And so while I agree, the they can though, be true.
0: What if it happens to you and no one's yeah. going to believe you because they're like, ah, oh, it's just a bunch of faux pas. <laughs>
1: yeah I, <laughs> it's like I, you're just making it up it's i know conspiracy. So i'm not saying that they shouldn't be believed i'm just saying i can't go out and say hey this is true this is true this is true because i don't know you can't alex jones so, it no i can't because i don't know right so that's all i can say about it is this is what people are saying it sounds like it's possible that's all i have for you that's it that's why it's a conspiracy if it wasn't a conspiracy it would be a news story about something that had happened <laughs> okay you know that's the difference yeah, yeah. some well i mean uh, other than Russia Gate.
0: this one sounds very interesting yeah so it says
1: a man wearing a fedex uniform shot and killed the son of a u.s district judge uh let's see esther salas at her home in new jersey on sunday night and shot her husband at the same location Mm. quote the wearing a fedex uniform yeah that's i wonder what their stock's doing today the gunman showed up to salas's home in north brunswick new jersey wearing an outfit described to police as a fedex uniform law enforcement said Uh, both mark and daryl 63 defense attorney and former essex county assistant prosecutor um let's see a student at catholic university in dc were shot after one of them opened the door for the gunman around 5 p.m salas was home during the attack but was not injured and she was in the basement according to the ju- judiciary official who spoke anonymously to the ap they say i'm not talking about this. yeah I'm not, no I'm way not no one as reported by the new york times last week judge salas was assigned to a class action lawsuit A group of investors filed against Deutsche Bank contending that the firm failed to flag questionable transactions that were made from the account of the financier Jeffrey Epstein, who died in August while in jail awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. So, Newsweek, CNN and other publications also noted that Salas was assigned to the Deutsche Bank case involving Epstein last week, though no clear link has been established between the case and the attack. This month to which bank agreed to pay a $150 million fine for compliance failures and it's dealing with Epstein, a convicted sex, sex offender, as well as, uh, I don't know how to say that one, bank Estonia and FBME Bank. The Financial Times reported a few days later, plaintiffs led by Ali Karimi filed a lawsuit that is being overseen by Judge Salas. So, so wait, Judge Salas didn't die or did? No, die? she did not. Her husband was shot and her son did die. He was oh, shot. Oh, man. Yeah. So that is rough. So, um, that's, you know, that, that first off, that's sad. That's not good. And, you know, you're, you're left open for whatever the, your speculation is about why these people were shot. And you guys probably know the reason. So that's all I got, but I don't know for sure. That's what it was. I don't know if this FedEx guy was just having a bad day, didn't like his route. If that person's door was the next door to the left. I don't really know if that's really what was going on. Maybe they've been mean to him in the past. Maybe they were mean. Maybe yeah. the box was too heavy. I don't really know what exactly happened. Maybe they were racist. I'm sure we'll uncover something about the FedEx guy shortly after he kills himself in prison. So yeah, that's uh.
0: Jeff said, "Nice knowing you guys." Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you later. He <laughs> this said, is, um, uh, "This is so interesting, though." Like, yeah. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, how many of you do not open your door for a FedEx guy? You know, it like seems, if you need to sign for a package, like it just seems either yeah. normal. I don't bring my gun to the door with FedEx man shows up. I may now.
1: Only if the only if the yeah. USPS guy comes to the door. That's the only time <laughs> that you bring your gun. That's it. Well, now it's going to be for FedEx, too. You know, <laughs> UPS, they're fine so far. You know, the guys in Brown. Jim thinks they had a uh, had a mean dog. That that's maybe what it was. You know, my dog chased away the FedEx guy one time. It was UPS, actually.
0: Well, think about this. The guy had to be probably a trained marksman, it seems like. It doesn't seem like your
1: normal FedEx guy. Which is not even as dangerous as being a trained Marxist, really. Right? That's way worse. Right.
0: Perhaps he's both. (laughs) Yeah, could be. I don't know. But uh, it's all very interesting. I mean, it seems like a lot of shady deals were happening, which, by the way, happens when you have a lot of money.
1: It does, yeah. and you got to use a bank in some kind of way. And more than likely, someone at the bank is going to be complicit, uh, or be at least looking the other direction purposefully when something is going on. And uh, and that might be the case. But they're paying a hundred and fifty million dollar fine, and so everything will be fine. Jeez. <laughs> yeah.
0: Should have went to Switzerland.
1: <laughs> Could have hidden it better there. Right, right. Okay. So you guys have heard. Oh wait, this is uh, your turn to read. This is about the DHS. <clears throat> kidnappings that are no, going on all around is, Portland right now. This is all so interesting. It's very interesting. And I'm on, I'm going to present both sides. We'll see. All right.
0: This coming from um, the Apple news app from AP AP it's yeah. just from the AP, the associated press mayor of Portland to Trump, get your troops out of the city. So in Portland, this whole situation that's happening right now, The mayor of Portland demanded Friday that President Donald Trump remove militarized federal agents he deployed to the city after some detained people on the streets far from federal property they were sent to protect. Quote, keep your troops in your own buildings or have them leave our city. Ted Wheeler said at a news conference, Democratic Governor Kate Brown said Trump is looking for a confrontation in the hopes of winning political points elsewhere. It also serves as a distraction from the coronavirus pandemic, which is causing which is causing spiking numbers of infections in Oregon and the nation. Not because of the protests, though, just so you guys are wondering. Yeah, just to, definitely not because of the protests. Yeah, there's no way protests transmit viruses. No, you can't even get chickenpox at the protests. Mm-mm. You can't get any sorts of diseases there. Nothing happens at protests. Completely safe. Yes. All safe. unless it's a lockdown protest. Well, yeah, those are dangerous. I'm sorry, I yeah. was talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, the only ones. There's this shield of protection that overcomes you, mm-hmm. and you can't even you can't even get the a, a cold.
1: It makes complete sense. Right. I don't. I don't. I mean, you sound facetious, but I mean, it I'm makes not, total sense to I'm me. I'm not even being condescending. Yeah, <laughs> at all.
0: Brown spokesman Charles Boyle said Friday that arresting people without probable cause is extraordinarily concerning and a violation of their civil liberties and constitutional rights. Oregon attorney general Ellen Rosenblum's Rosenblum said she would file a lawsuit in federal court against the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the Marshals Service, Customs and Borders Protection and Federal Protection Service, alleging they have violated the civil rights of Oregon or Oregon or,
1: or Oregonians, Oregonians, Oregonians ducks, basically. Yeah. By
0: And I'm not saying that as a joke. That's their mascot. Yeah. By detaining them without probable cause, she will also seek a temporary restraining order against them. The ACLU of Oregon said the federal agents appear to be violating people's rights, which should concern everyone in the United States. Usually when we see people in unmarked cars forcibly grab someone off the street, we call it kidnapping, said Jan Carson, interim executive director of the ACLU of Oregon. The actions of the militarized federal officers are flat out unconstitutional and will not go unanswered. Federal officers had uh, they've charged 13 people with crimes related to the protests so far. Um, Some have been detained by the federal courthouse, which has been the scene of protests, but others were grabbed blocks away. This is part of the core media strategy out of Trump's White House to use federal troops to bolster his sagging polling data. Wheeler said (laughs) and is an absolute abuse of federal law enforcement officials. One video showed two people in helmets in green camouflage with police patches grabbing a person on the sidewalk, handcuffing them, and taking them into an unmarked vehicle. Um, it goes on and on and on and on and yeah, on and on. I didn't here. edit this one. Sorry. That, that's fine. Uh, so essentially, and, and it kind of just tells a little bit of the story of some people getting arrested. Uh, but essentially, you guys know what's happening is that there are. It looks like DHS and other federal officers that are in camouflage mm-hmm.
1: so you can't see them you're just yeah no, you can't gra- see them at all you're just grab you float you might into get a like van. a f- flash of eyes or something yeah.
0: but that's like it just their there faces
1: was, right well but they might have some kind of like markings on their face too so right you probably, not, not blackface no they're no like camouflage like camo right you know like they're in you know out in out in the out in nam right you know they're out they're out there in deep in the jungles yeah
0: to the jungles of portland yes <laughs> so, concrete jungle of
1: portland right
0: so you guys know what's going on and this is this is very interesting because um as we told y'all before when did we cover this like maybe three weeks ago four weeks ago
1: that's a little while back when they made them when they finally designated them a terrorist organization So trump, remember we talked about this when trump
0: designated and is it antifa, antifa or yeah antifa whatever it's oh, called i don't know. Ah, uh, the anti-fascist group. he designated them as a terrorist organization. Well, what does that do when an organization is designated as terrorist? It changes the definition of the statutes that the United States government is held liable to, based on the um, the authorization. Uh, what now? Is it uh, na- not not NAFTA? Not a it's Definitely N- not NAFTA. Is it NADA? Oh, it's the National like Authorization Defense Act or something like that. Which we talked about back NDAA. when they, that's the NDAA—that's yeah. what it is. We talked about this um, back when, or maybe we might, may, may not have been on the podcast, but when Obama was president, even um, when the new NDAA went into effect, which basically allowed the federal government to withhold to hold United States citizens without due process and hold them indefinitely. By the way,
1: it's how the statue reads. This is actually something Rand Paul went on about for a while. Rand Paul went on about for a long
0: time. And of course, back then they were like, oh, that's never going to happen. Never, ever going to happen. We're not going to actually do that to citizens. We just need this power in case terrorists, in case we have citizens that become terrorists and then we need to detain them and torture them like we do other terrorists. I don't know if we still torture people. We probably do. But anyway, so terrorists are are treated differently because they're not, uh, they're a, they're a a larger threat let's say to they don't the populace. have
1: populace they don't have due process
0: like a and, normal citizen would right yeah and so the statute allows the federal government to treat them differently so when trump designated this group as a terrorist organization now the government can treat them as terrorists and not as citizens yeah so that's why they're doing this and i bet you they'll get away with it regardless of the lawsuits that Who's go gonna- into place Who's going to make them
1: not get away with it. (laughs) because
0: Congress passed the law. Now, of course, we believe in liberty and the Constitution. And so the Constitution and we all know that Thomas Jefferson and even Alexander Hamilton wrote that anything contrary to the Constitution is null and void. So the NDAA, which, uh, you know, supersedes the constitutional rights that people are born with, that the Constitution is supposed to protect where you're supposed to have due process of law. No matter what, um, the NDAA supersedes that. It usurps that power. And so now we have we're in a we're in a kerfuffle. And it's
1: actually the whole DHS really really circumvents mm-hmm. that. I mean, they they shouldn't even really exist. We've already got domestic organizations for this, a lot of which also shouldn't exist. But you're oh, yeah, like you get
0: searched before you go on a yeah, flight.
1: Your your local police should already be taking care of this. So you know that we we don't i don't like DHS and i'm not a fan of what's happening in Oregon right now what's your other side though my other side of this well there's a couple things it's obviously the fact that they've been designated terrorists so that's why they're able to drive around in minivans and just pick pick people up off the street and not tell them why they're being detained or why they're being taken anything like that they got rendition style taking them back to to you know dark sites and taking away their phones for an hour until they talk and uh, all, you know, all kinds of torturous activities music. like that, you know, playing country music until they finally <laughs> give up. You know, there's all kinds of crazy things they're probably doing. And um, one of the annoying things before we get to my my devil's advocate is going to be... Until we get to your status, Nate. Until I get to my devil's advocate, which I'm not, not in support of what's going on, but I do have to ask a question still. Status, Nate's here. The same question that I asked when we were talking about military and stuff like that. Um, the annoying part of this is the governor and people on the left using the constitution (sighs) when it fits and and can be used to their advantage. And it becomes very annoying because the constitution is only ever used when it can be used to someone's advantage. Mm. It's never used when it can be to a disadvantage to anyone that's in power right at all it's completely ignored at that time and now we have this going on and she's like well this is unconstitutional and they don't have the constitutional authority and all, all this kind of stuff and i'm like do you really want do you do you really want to have this conversation with me do you really want to talk about things that are constitutional or not constitutional because you don't just get to pick and choose what is constitutional and what isn't okay and that is what people do republicans do it democrats do it Libertarians don't care about the constitution. There's all, there's all kinds of stuff. I'm kidding. A lot it's of libertarians It's all based on how you feel. There. It's all based on how you feel what the specific instances right there at that moment and can I say the word constitution and use it to my advantage right now? And that's really all it is. So no, it is annoying. So I have no sympathy for the words that the governor is saying right now because I don't think the governor gives two shits about the constitution whatsoever. And so I don't care that they are mentioning. Unless she's out of toilet paper, then then she'll use I it. I care. Then I give two shits about it, right. for sure. No, she'll use it. She'll use as that as paper. Exactly. She'll use the Constitution <laughs> to clean herself with, for sure. So that's where I get really annoyed. Okay, the other part, Nate the State. Let me present something. Can I state one more time that I do not agree or support what DHS is doing right now. I would delete DHS from the computer system right now and however many people work for it will become unemployed immediately. And that's fine.
0: Well, whatever helps Com- you sleep at night,
1: completely gone.
0: Whatever helps you sleep at night, Nate.
1: But this is the question I want to have for libertarians. Just like I had when they were talking about the military coming into some of these cities is I want to know what the libertarian answer is. Since we are people, people, who care about the rights of every single individual, every single individual. And we like local government because local government is easier to control. And we believe that local government is the way that we can have the most amount of liberties possible and we can control that government better. But the people still have the same individual rights that we all love and believe in. Now, what, what do you do? What do you do? when the local government refuses to protect those rights for any of the other citizens that's that's really the only question i have and i'm not saying this is the answer i'm actually saying this is not the answer that's i'm i'm just asking a question when is it the job of a higher up government because your local gov- your local town just legalized theft okay taxes theft is a bad one Uh, They just legalized vandalism assault or destruction of private property and and arson. And your local government has just legalized that and the mob is in control and you don't have any grievance or any way to get back against that whatsoever. You've got no protection from the police. You don't have the ability to protect yourself because then they might charge you because these people are just peacefully protesting with fire. And and all, and all of that, when is it... Peacefully that, protesting with yeah. fire. When, when is it the job of a higher-up government to say, okay, the local government is not protecting the individual rights of the citizens. They are refusing to do it. And it says in my constitution that everyone inside of this jurisdiction has got these rights and they're refusing to protect it. And I see people right there that the government is completely failing. And so now it's my job to be the backstop against making sure that those rights are protected. Is there ever a time where the federal government is supposed to come in and do that? Maybe this is the time you call up the militia. And that's, but that's the thing. Would the militia just be put in prison by the local government? You know, is, is that what would happen? I, I don't know what, what the case would be there. This is hard for me to think about cuz I'm not a statist. <laughs> so it's hard. I'm asking the question.
0: <laughs> no, you bring up a good point because that is a tough situation like okay, so if if several people's rights are being violated, let's say at the at the support of the state that should be supposedly protecting those rights, at what point at what point is it necessary for a, another entity that's willing to protect those rights step in. And
1: and I don't know. I don't know what that answer is.
0: It, it I, comes
1: back on should we have a government because when I when I think about should we have a government, the federal government, I still have to lean on yes, even though I don't want them to do anything except for make sure that the rights laid out in the constitution that the government says they are going to protect are at the end of the day, protected. And I'll use a ridiculous, crazy example just to go all the way to the extreme. Um, Georgia legalizes slavery, and it's voted in by local officials, and everything's fine with it, and the police are not enforcing anything that has to do with it. 65% of the population is totally fine with it, and if you are strapped with guns, you'll be arrested by whatever the local government is that's in power. When is it the time of the government that is above all of that to say, you are not protecting people's individual rights to pro- to property, in this case, their bodies, in this case, their their private property and their, their businesses and their commerce and ability to trade. When is it their job to say, you're not doing it. The Constitution says that everyone has these rights. And if you're not going to do it, someone's going to have to do it when is it my question is Is why are they violating other rights to I step know, and in and do it and that's where
0: we that's the problem
1: that's the cycle
0: we're in because once you say that's the rubber on the on the street what
1: <laughs> <laughs> once you say well taxation is okay well then all the arguments go out the window because you're enforcing theft yeah. at the barrel of a gun and so you've got no argument for anything anymore and so and that's we've talked about this a lot we We said, well, Republicans, if you're going to be okay with Trump running up massive deficits and spending all this and banning bump stocks and doing all this, well, you don't have a principled leg to stand on for any of your arguments anymore because they'll do what you just did right there, which is, well, they allow all this other stuff all the time, so why are you going to pick and choose which individual liberties you are going to protect and when are you going to do it? So at this point, we've entered into a realm where all individual liberties are subjective and there's not really one that's going to be protected unless the right person is in control we're and in, then we're screwed.
0: We're in purgatory.
1: <laughs> yeah. On our way to hell. Liberties is in purgatory. <laughs> we're in purgatories. So
0: that's look, look, one thing I need to say is Rubbin's racing. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> has nothing to do with what I'm about yeah, to say, but yeah. I just had to throw it in. There. Are you
1: still wearing a NASCAR hat? <laughs> no, okay. not today, but,
0: but, um,
1: he sleeps in his NASCAR hat. The, the
0: problem is the biggest problem is that what I said earlier is that they're violating other rights, like your fourth and fifth amendment rights to due process. I got you. I missed your point there. They're violating those rights to protect other people's rights. My thing is why can't they just come in and arrest people like normal? Like, okay. So if Portland's not going to do their job and Oregon's not going to do their job and the federal government's going to come in and say, okay, we will protect people's rights. Why can't they do it properly? and the thing about it is they're not doing it probably because they don't have to mm -hmm. and they don't have to because the NDAA, which Congress passed and now allowed the federal government. You know, I was having conversations with people the other day and you know how they used to have. They used to say, no, you know, back in the day, if we would have had Twitter would have been a hashtag. No taxation without representation would definitely been a hashtag that went viral on Twitter. The new hashtag should be no regulation without representation. Because the problem you have here, and I'm going to sound a little conspiratorial, that's a good idea.
1: Josh, by the way, I'm a little,
0: I'm a little conspiratorial here, but the problem you have here is the deep state (sighs) because you, you, well, seriously, you have these career politicians who are all regulators. I mean, you have people who have worked at the DHS for 30, 40 years, right? They've never been elected. You can't control them. Yes. They're at the, the behest of the president. They they the president has somewhat control, but these these organiz these um agencies basically operate with impunity mm-hmm. and they make up their own policies and can do whatever they want and there's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. Sure, you can vote in a new president who might direct them in a different direction, but the the president gets advised by all the people who lead all these agencies. Yeah. So what do you expect the president to do? Not believe somebody who's been there for thirty years? This is who's telling him like well look, this is, you know, we're we're allowed to do this. This is legal. I think this is a great idea and the president, especially somebody like Trump is like, "Well, that sounds awesome. Just like a movie. That sounds like a shooter." I like that, man. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And so it's like I, this whole thing um first of all doesn't have to happen. And second of all, because The federal government designated Antifa as a terrorist organization. This is why they're doing it. And this is why they're going to get away with it. Now, is it a political move or is it a move to gain political points by Trump? Probably. I don't disagree with that sentiment. It probably is. If you know, if if you if your base is largely against these protests, which I'm guessing the Trump base is probably largely against these protests that are happening. Yeah. Then, yeah, if you kidnap them like a movie and you you dramatize it. And you're like, yeah, get those mother truckers, you know, put them in the van, handcuff, bait them up, make them tell the truth. Also don't tread on me. Yeah. Don't tread on me. Let me fly my flags, man. You know, we want a smaller government. Hold my beer while I watch this. they, They love that. They love it. And so sure it's stirring up his base. Gosh, now
1: I can't I can't go out with going regulators. I got <laughs> orangey in my head right now. Sorry. I don't I'd know what that, that. means. Oh. oh my God. Yeah. I'm... I don't know if you guys can tell, but Charlie is white. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway. You can if you don't think I am, you could join us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash good
1: Get that live feed straight to your phone. So <laughs> You know, when it came to the, you said that they could, why couldn't they do it in a normal way instead of doing what they're doing? And I'll, I'll still present the devil's advocate side of that. And this, this was my first idea when I saw what they were doing. If they did it the normal way, that looks similar to what we've seen in cities over the last couple months, because what happens if the local police decide that they're going to roll up to any of these Antifa people and try to arrest them? Well, then there's a a mob that gathers and there's a large crowd. And then either the police have to engage them using all types of tactics that we're all going to say are terrible, or they're just going to have to leave. And that's what's been happening. And so maybe they can amass a massive force and try to overwhelm them but then we'll end up saying that that's militarization of the police and that's bad or maybe if the federal government's going to do that and they do it in a more official manner well that's that's the military in the streets and so that's not okay and so what does the normal way look like the normal way looks like your local police officer trying to arrest you for vandalizing something but that's not exactly possible in portland so it's you know what is the option is what i'm saying it can't be the military. It can't be a normal police officer because they'll get killed or beaten or they'll have to be so many of them that they end up doing bad things to people. So is is what they're doing right now the safest and, and most logical approach without the most amount of violence? I don't know. Sounds like we're in a pickle. Yeah, this is a kerfuffle. If I ever heard of
0: one, it right is now. definitely one of them kerfuffles. Man. Yeah.
1: Anyway, you guys let the rubber us rubber is hitting the um, chickens josh had a good idea a good a nice nonviolent um idea which he said the government the federal government could threaten that state losing representation in congress if they refuse to protect the rights laid out in the constitution um he's just saying that's off the top of his head that's a good top of your head argument and that's and that is you know the federal government does stuff like that all the time but they do it through taxation they steal from you and then they say you have to do what we want or we won't give you the money back that we took from you um, you won't have your money for your education. But losing your representation in Congress, your senators or whatever for the time being that you're not protecting the rights of the citizens that the Congress is supposed to be representing. And and that's a fine idea, um, but it only goes as long as the right person is in control of the federal government. It's a fine idea. Or, uh, you know, the right people are in control of Congress or whatever, and then if they're not, then we're still screwed. So I just, you know, what I want to know is, I don't know. I, I try you're to. You're trying to
0: figure out, is there a point where federal kidnapping is okay? No. That's what you're saying, Nate. I will Just say it.
1: That's not what I'm trying to you're say. You're
0: trying to figure out if federal kidnapping is just fine with you.
1: What I'm trying to do <laughs> is be prepared for an argument because I typically won't engage in an argument with anyone without already knowing Four or five different steps down the road, so I can so I can get them. So you can crush them. And so I'm trying to formulate the libertarian argument, and the the most go to yeah, libertarian so- argument is going to be the militia and people taking care of themselves. But then, okay, business owners protect their property with guns, and then they end up killing someone, and then the local government arrests them. Like, at, at what point is at, w- at what point is it the job of the higher up level government to say, you're not doing your job. We got to do something. Is there a point ever? And if there isn't, then why do we have the federal government? And something, then we can
0: have that conversation if you want it's a to question that we need to ask Joe Jorgensen. We do. Or if you were running for president, Nate, yeah. The libertarian party ticket. <laughs> what would you do?
1: We're throwing out Ace Ventura quotes <laughs> right now. Sh- we, shish kebab. <laughs> you're white. Oh, because you're white is showing. Yeah. That's why you're a are showing <laughs> okay um anyway chicago no. you're out of there Redemption. <laughs> all right anyway let's uh, let me see how many stories we have left <laughs> and how many <laughs> we're 46 minutes in right now so i'm trying to look and see what we got left right now okay so this is interesting this is goes along with the same conversation so we'll we'll stay on this topic this idea for a minute because this is kind of the opposite Or maybe, I don't know, we'll see if people in the group or people listening to the podcast like the idea of the upper-level government nullifying what the local governments are doing in this circumstance. We'll see what we think there. From Reason.com Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is suing Atlanta's mayor over the city's mask mandate. They say good. Now I saw this. He, He voided, he vetoed Um, basically made all of the local mask mandates are, are no longer valid anymore, which I'm fine with. Look, I I
0: have a question. If somebody out there could figure it out for me, how often does the government sue the government and how much money do we spend on that?
1: (laughs) And it's really just, it's it's just just all the time (laughs) changing hands.
0: They're just out there being like, I'm going to sue president Trump.
1: It's just a racket.
0: I'm going to sue the city. I'm going to sue the state. I'm going to sue the county. All
1: these different groups just suing people. This is all just a front for money laundering for probably a sex trafficking organization. This is like Wayfair.
0: This is a lawyer lawyer conspiracy.
1: So Georgia Governor Brian Kemp has filed a lawsuit against Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms and members of Atlanta City Council. The suit aims to prevent the city from enforcing mask requirements or rolling back the state's reopening phases. The lawsuit comes just a day after the Republican governor issued an executive order suspending local government's face covering requirements, a policy some 15 localities had adopted. The governor's own COVID-19 executive orders have recommended, but do not require masks to be worn. Uh, they said this lawsuit is on behalf of the Atlanta business owners and their hardworking employees who are struggling to survive during these difficult times. I don't know what that has to do with the masks, but it does have to do with reopening as well. These men and women are doing their very best to put food on the table for their families while local, a lot of political stuff that no one really cares about. 3,104 Georgians have died and I and my family are amongst the 106,000 who have tested positive for COVID-19. Bottoms shot back, that is the Atlanta mayor. A better use of taxpayer money would be expanded testing and contact tracing. So... In addition to to targeting the mask mandate, Kemp's lawsuit accuses Bottoms of telling the Atlanta Police Department not to enforce the state's ban on gatherings of more than 50 people. The governor's attempts to curtail a locality's authority sparked a wave of national criticism from liberals as well as from Congress. Only Libertarian Congressman Representative Justin Amash of Michigan has been uh, it has been one of the main ones to come out against it by the way. Let me tell you what Amash said real quick. He said what happened to support for local decision making? State governments should neither mandate mask wearing nor prohibit local units from mandating mask wearing. <sighs> what? <sighs> Congressman. Congressman. He's so good on so many things. He is. He's really good on a lot of stuff and you know a lot of libertarians have been driving me f- freaking insane recently and this is one of the things and this falls into the category of you hate the government whatever the level of government is above the lower level of government more than you actually like liberty because this goes this is the same conversation we just had by the way Mm. mask mandates is there anyone listening to the podcast that thinks that the government itself in any form local whatever should be able to mandate you to put something on your face? No. No. Mm-mm. Should you wear a mask in public? Yes. Probably. And actually, you can go to goodmorningliberty.com mask if you want to get a nice mask that says taxation, or make taxation theft again.
0: Oh, those, and they're beautiful, too. They're so, those so pretty. Nice. So pretty. Three-ply. They're three-ply. Yeah. They're not guaranteed to stop all the viruses. We can't put any guarantees on them, but I guarantee you 96% Of people who wear those
1: will be badasses. Yeah. So go get you, sign up for one. So where I have an issue with Amash, which you do too, is I, I can't, this frustrates me because you can't just have a blanket ideology of anything a local government does is okay. And you can't have a blanket ideology of the... The higher level government who is supposed to be a backstop when your local government fails, we're supposed to go local to a little bit bigger to 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 state, you know, and then to federal and your local government. If they fail, then That's it can go to, true, your, to your next. I know. Yeah. The
0: state actually has supreme
1: power. Well, they have supreme, but I'm saying our governing is it's supposed to be done on a local level. Right. You know, and to me, I see the state and then the federal as backstops against if the you know if the locals aren't doing anything or whatever that i see it in the manner we just kind of talked like with about s-
0: with segregation where um who's sending the national guard to uh alabama
1: oh gosh dang it now i'm gonna forget his name yeah
0: and the, the governor of alabama who ended up running for president and got shot this is all in force come by the way <laughs> <laughs> you can learn all about history watching forrest gump oh man but you know, so here's the thing. The state has supreme Except for names, right? The state has supreme power. And I know It was
1: Wallace that got shot, right? But I can't remember the president. Governor, yeah. Governor yeah.
0: Wallace. Was it Kennedy? No, he no, was. No. no, it wasn't him. It was in the sixties though. Was like it
1: was like Truman or Johnson.
0: I can't remember who was before Kennedy in the sixties. God you really want to have
1: this conversation? Dang it. I just anyway, said Truman.
0: Was it Truman? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. What matters is I, I understand your point. Um, but the state does have supreme power and, and, and the Constitution is laid out that way. The Constitution was a was a contract between all the states saying, hey, we're going to give a few of our, our, our actual powers away to a central government that maybe if we come together on this can be better for us. Um, and so anyway, I, I think the governor is well within his rights to do this. And, uh, you know, Amash should understand from a constitutional perspective and we all understand that local decision making is way better, but as you said, when the local, when a local decision violates someone's rights as a human being, the state with ultimate authority can come in and say, "You're not allowed to do that because not only that violate, not only is that, not only does that violate our state constitution, which you're a part of, it violates the our federal constitution, and you're violating people's rights." And so you're not allowed to do that, and so I I 100% agree with the decision and disagree with Amash on this. Yeah, it's and then he's so hip, like he's hip. He's contradictory in his own tweet. He literally says we shouldn't mandate masks, but the state shouldn't tell the local decision that they can't mandate. What? uh, What does that even mean?
1: I it doesn't make any sense. And if you do see your local government doing something that takes, you can't. Man, Amash, come on, man. This is what annoys me because there's no principle behind this. Because if you think it's contrary to the Constitution for even a local government to mandate mask wearing, then who is supposed to stop it? Who is supposed to do it? I don't understand the idea of this. And so this is where, sorry, we totally fudged up the timeline on the whole desegregation thing. Totally messed it up. Everyone's just throwing hate at us right now. All kinds of names. Yeah, <laughs> Sam said all life. All kinds of stuff.
0: Sam said life, liberty, in the pursuit of history. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a constant pursuit. Listen, I'm going to watch Forrest Gump tonight. This is just why, to make sure.
0: look, Nate knows just about everything there is to know.
1: But, I said just about. Right. The it problem say is everything.
0: once you gain so much knowledge, you start to forget other knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's the thing on this show. We've gained so much knowledge that part of it has not been retained as well.
1: No. Different things get pushed out. I know that that Wallace is the one standing in the door. Right. And I don't remember the press Anyway. Anyway. It looks like it was LBJ. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't assume it was him because that guy was a racist SOB. And so I didn't assume that it was him. But anyway. So what is Amash thinking here when you're thinking that making you wear a mask is against the constitution. The local government's violating the constitution. And then the state government says the local government can't violate the constitution. But then Amash says the state government can't tell the local government what to do. And so where does that stop? Here's the problem because now you're drawing an arbitrary line because let's go all the way to our extreme, your local government, durka durka. your local government, <laughs> your local government makes slavery legal. Okay. And then the state's like, uh, no, we're going to veto that. Do you think Amash would have that same tweet? Yeah, you think Amash is like, oh, local government shouldn't have slavery and the state government shouldn't tell people that they can't have slavery. Right. It doesn't make any sense at all. Right. I don't get it. And so then the reason I did this article afterwards was because we just had a conversation about Portland and about people's rights being violated and about a higher up government coming towards the people that are directly beneath them and enforcing a law when the lower level government refused to do it and a lot of people are like no this is not their job this is a local issue okay where do you stand on this one where where are you on this one is it only the local government's job no no it's not because there's constitutional rights being violated And the higher level government, the backstop against the tyrannical local government is coming in and saying you can't violate those rights. So now you got to know which one of those you come down on on the previous article too. what is weird on the at the end, though, it's it seems to be more of a political
0: move. And they they lay that out by saying, why is he suing Atlanta to stop their their mandate, but not the other 14 Georgia cities with similar requirements?
1: My assumption would be because that would set legal precedent and they're probably the biggest one doing it. So if that lawsuit. You don't need 15 lawsuits. Yeah. It, if this one so wins. So he's
0: being conscientious of the amount of money that he's spending. He's for these lawsuits
1: Just though. doing one. If this one wins, then it's going to have legal precedent it'll over already, all the others. It'll win yeah. the others. Because they that won't be sense. able to challenge it because this one went through in court. He won it. And so now there's precedent. Hmm. And so that would be my assumption. Yeah. Um, that. I guess, or he just doesn't like Atlanta's mayor because he's a vicious racist. I don't know. This is all very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I I think we're at an hour right now, you know, and um, or we or we're over that right now. So that's pretty good. We fumbled some history, but I just want everyone to be clear where they come down on their principles when it comes to these ideas, and it, whose job is it to Protect individual liberty. And does that stop with a local government? Or if the local government refuses to do it, then does it go to the state? And if the state refuses to do it, does it go to the federal? Can Trump come out and nullify all of the mask laws that are in all of the states right now? And would we be making the same argument? So, on that argument, I would say no. Okay, but does forcing someone to wear a mask violate the Constitution?
0: mmm I see what you're doing there mm-hmm.
1: See this is why you got to be so see, many steps now, ahead
0: Now I see what you're already. doing already uh, yeah so you set me up for that I didn't set you
1: up. That's why I'm, I put these in this order specifically and I and I, I set it up and knocked it down. The problem is is that
0: <laughs> you know a lot of people see the federal government as reigning supreme and they're not <laughs> they're not supreme at all yeah it's the states that have the Supreme power and they're the ultimate arbiters of the constitution
1: but what if they're violating constitutional rights then whose job is it hmm. to stop that well
0: i wonder if you would have to it's uh, okay to say federal <laughs> well i wondered if you'd have to sue your state and then that would have to go
1: the supreme court to the probably supreme court yeah. yeah yeah that's very interesting it is i'm i just we we all need to have our principles and our arguments lined out because you don't want to make an unprincipled argument when you're talking back and forth with someone that can be beaten somewhere because it's going to be beaten at whatever its weakest link is somewhere. And so you got to talk it all the way down and figure out what that is. Todd said there there
0: is a debate on whether the Bill of Rights are for the states. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Well, what makes it what's, you know, each state has their own state constitution as well. And a lot of them have a bill of rights in it. That's very similar. If you read Tennessee and Virginia, and I haven't read all the state constitutions, but if you read mainly Tennessee um, is the one I've read. It's very, very similar to the federal constitution. They, They list the same rights, the right to carry arms the right to freedom of speech and those different types of things are all inside the state constitution itself. And, um, I don't know. I mean, to me, the ultimate arbiters of the constitution are the the states and the people. Yeah. And anything not specifically delegated to the federal government is left to the states and to the people. I don't believe that masks are specifically delegated in the constitution to the federal government. So ultimately it's a debate between the states and the people. and, I just don't know. I mean, it sounds unconstitutional to require someone to wear something.
1: Yeah, if the state what passed if, a law, force you to wear a blue shirt everywhere.
0: What if you wanted to be naked? Yeah. Can the and the state says and your local government's like ah you can't be naked. Can the federal government step in and be like <laughs> you have
1: to allow him to be naked. You can't force him to wear anything. Will we come up with the answers for whether or not you can be naked? Find out next time. What about on the Good Morning Liberty podcast? That? No, answer yeah, that know. question. Then you have, see, I set because, you up now. No, because that's a totally different com-
0: it's conversation. Not. You're requiring somebody to wear a piece of cloth.
1: But then you have to. We have to answer the fact: is indecent exposure, say in the vicinity of a child or whatever, are you violating the rights of a child or or anything like that? If you're naked, <sighs> now we just evolved into a into a shitty libertarian conversation. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> You started it. And I had to get yeah. you back.
0: So look, no, I I understand that. I, but this is very, it's complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. But the, what we know is that the government shouldn't be mandating mask wearing.
1: Should you wear a mask? But yeah. what is it about the mask that they shouldn't be mandating? I
0: don't know. You know, that's the tough part. <laughs>
1: See how you guys can go down oh, man. can you see how you can go down the, the bunny hole? And that's why when you move <laughs> when you move so far from a single unifying principle of individual rights or sovereign and that every individual has the same rights and then you start picking and choosing and drawing lines for hundreds of years you get to all these different lines that we have to talk about and that's why you just have to remain true to to one principle. That's that's really all you can do. Another thing um, Todd said is, if people are destroying federal property, does the federal government have the authority to defend their property in Portland when local officials won't? They probably do. Um, and I would prefer them to just not have that property it would be the first thing. Right. You know, it's like, well, I know that, Todd, this is not the argument you're making, but If someone else were making out and say, well, we have property in Afghanistan and it just got attacked, so we have to go defend it. Like, oh, I don't really think you need to have that property over there, dude. You know, and so I natural gas station wasn't worth it. Yeah. And so I would (laughs) just want you to not have the property. But if they do have the property, then do they have the right to defend it? And then we're into communally owned property because we all own it as much as everyone else. And blah, blah, blah. This is the problem, guys. You get it for sure. So anyway. So what's the answer then? To What all of that nakedness, all of it, hang and drain, all of it, all of it, all In, of In, individual rights, yes, that's it, less it, government, less government, more freedom, yeah, that's it. They, and, all of these,
0: it's like, uh, what's that meme with uh, Charlie from Always Sunny? It's like, all oh, this trying cross, to
1: explain, right? Yeah,
0: that's that's what it's like when you have this type of situation, and so everyone's like, well, okay, so what do we do about all that? Well, you should, you should have the least amount of government possible and and secure people's rights to be free and to take personal responsibility. And if we and not only that, but don't allow the government and all this started, I would say, too, because we received horrible data. You know, I was talking to someone today. I had a call earlier today with somebody not that familiar with the healthcare market. And he was like, you know, what's it like? and i'm like well depends on which data set you look at yeah because you know the actual numbers there's a fly buzzing around here man like the one that hangs around dog paters <laughs> um there like it depends on which <laughs> data set <laughs> depends on which data set you're looking at <laughs> and <laughs> i couldn't help it <laughs> and he was like oh really because i was like well you know when they say they're at capacity well it's usually their covid floor or it's like their icu is at capacity and it's not just because all the beds are taken it's also because there are you know healthcare providers that have been uh furloughed and they're sick so they can't come to work they've 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 um you know they're at home they're they're not allowed to come in with a fever things like that so It's it's those types of things that are happening and and no one's really talking about that. So let me give you the, the, you know, the state of Tennessee numbers. So right now we have about 2,500 available ICU beds in the state of Tennessee. Now, granted the, the two metropolitan areas, Nashville and Memphis aren't doing as well as rest of the rural state, obviously, uh, Mm. because people are a lot closer together here. However, as a whole, uh, Tennessee, they have like 10,800, I believe, ICU beds licensed, and they still have about 2,500 that are available. And the governor said in the bad flu season, if you look at the data, in the bad flu season, they can get down to single-digit ICU beds, meaning less than 10 available beds. So we we haven't even come close to that.
1: Yeah. Not even remotely close to it. On the other side issue I was talking to Lacey about is they they've designated a certain portion of the beds as COVID beds right in COVID sections and so once that gets full then it looks like their capacity is full they could say that and they can say our COVID capacity is full and then they could say oh well I guess we got 100 unused beds right there I guess we'll designate those for COVID and then problem solved so it's still this manufactured shortage right now that doesn't actually exist like ventilators No one ever, we didn't run out of ventilators ever. Right. There's not a single person that died because they couldn't get a ventilator. What? Are you thinking about. You think he's thinking about flies on dog feeders again? Still. Still going. (laughs)
0: Because the live group's reacting to it. I just. Magoo says he can see that on the next GML shirt. (laughs)
1: The, The guy. Taxation sticks around like a fly on a dog fader. <laughs> it's a quote from Charles yeah. Thompson right there. You can put his name under it. Anyway, guys. Why did I go down
0: that? I went all the way down there sure. to talk about data sets and, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to deal with it. I got sidetracked because this fly is still buzzing around, yeah. man.
1: The answer is individual liberty. And that is how you answer all these things. And I don't disagree with what the governor of georgia did and i don't disagree with the premise behind what's going on in portland i do disagree with the with the actual actions and the actual method of what they're doing right now Uh, but i don't disagree with the premise that at some point in time someone has to enforce a protection of individual liberty for Mm -hmm. people if 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 everyone else is going to refuse to do it so I don't disagree with how they're do. I don't agree with how they're doing it, but I do agree that eventually it's someone's job to do it sometime. So that that's that's all I'll say. If you guys are interested in trading the stock market, then go to mastermytrades.com. We uh, we go live every single morning at 8 a.m. and uh, you know it's uh it's fun. It's exciting. I get up early. I see. I tend to get up earlier every single day. It seems like got up at mm. five this morning. I was here by what six this morning, I think, and uh, like that. just working in the pre market. And uh, a lot of stuff went really well today. If you guys are interested in learning the strategies that we use, guys, strategies are only going to take you so far. A big thing we talk about is psychology: managing your emotions, managing your discipline. Anyone can teach you to hit a button at a certain time, but if you don't manage your own human psychology and your own uh, your own tendency to become a gambler or to be too scared to take a risk, then you'll still mess it up. So we talk a lot about that and that is heavily what the class is about, is managing the psychology of trading. So anyway, go ahead, go ahead and go to mastermytrades.com. Did we attach Master My Stocks yet? I don't know. I, okay, I, I will, secured it, oh, that's you me. said that you were going to do it. That's so. me. Uh, by the time you'll send this episode, MasterMyStonks.com will be going to the website as well if you don't want to type in trades, although those are the same amount of letters, so it's not going to save you all that much time. It's just more fun. Yeah. Um, so it, you, you want to master your stonks. But. You do want to master stonks, and honestly, that's more important than trades anyway. So go to MasterMyStonks.com if you want to start trading today i
0: told y'all to sign up for this live group we have a lot of fun in here all these people just laughing at my jokes because they're good and uh and you want to get in on this conversation i'm telling you right now get there patreon.com slash good morning liberty for as little as five measly bucks a month you can interact with us send us suggestions uh put articles in the live group that we talk about which we did today uh you also get some bonus content you get a merch discount. There's all kinds of cool things. There are all kinds of tiers as well, but I'm telling you, as little as five bucks a month, that's the minimum tier you need to be a part of to get in on the live action. Watch us live every single day. It's a lot of fun. And then uh, please, as I said, share the show with a friend. We would love it if uh, we can keep getting more new people. I mean, every single day, there's just more and more new people. And people like
1: Sam. And Josh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All those new <laughs> and people.
0: And Todd. Maurice. Maurice. Just joined today. And Alex. Very nice. And Paul. All of all these people. And uh, all these Cheryl. people. Cheryl. Yeah. It's been real nice. Theodore to, to interact with all of them. I think Benjamin is in there somewhere. Is there A, an R forget, in the middle
1: of his name? A A Ron? A A-A Aaron? Yeah. In there too? Ben Benjamin. Benjamin. Ben Benjamin button. Not like Benjamin Franklin or anything. Right. <laughs> Benjamin. We call him Benger for short. Ben Germain. So
0: <laughs> like I said, share the show with a friend, share new, it with your
1: new kids on the Stonk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Go to new kids on the stonk too. All right. Like I said, patreon.com slash good morning, Liberty, share the show with a friend, share it with a communist uncle of yours. Cause everybody has one of those. I've got a communist brother. So share it with those and leave us a rating and review, please. I said, please. which means you should do it. If you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Shit, we forgot Magoo. Magoo! Oh, no. Paul?